0: You're listening to Midori House, first broadcast on the 10th of August 2018 on Monocle 24. Hello and welcome to Midori House, coming to you live from Studio One here in London. I'm Andrew Muller. On today's show, a look back at a week in which free speech advocates around the world made everybody wish they'd shut up. My guests Carlotta Ribello, Fernando Augusto Pacheco, and Daniel Bates will be discussing this and the day's other top stories, including Brazil's presidential election campaign and the difficulties of holding a candidate's debate when one of the candidates is presently doing all his debating in the Stateville prison. The official launch if you'll pardon the pun, of Donald Trump's Space Force, and... Just when you thought it was safe to go back in the cinema, more stupid films about sharks. That's all coming up on Midori House on Monocle 24. So, welcome to Midori House. My guests today are Monocles Carlotta Ribello, Fernando Augusto Pacheco and Daniel Bache. Welcome all. Now, first of all, just as ideologies rooted in racial supremacy are invariably upheld by the worst advertisements for the idea, so the most voluble advocates of freedom of speech tend to be those who can cause one to wonder how good an idea it really is. This week, the world seems to have been unusually plagued by those who have confused the right to freedom of speech, which is a thing or should be with the right to be enabled to spout idiotic and or obnoxious opinions to a receptive audience which is not a thing and shouldn't be um, there has been uh, everybody quite a lot of it this week uh, carlotta we'll start close to home uh, former mayor of this city london and former foreign secretary of this country boris johnson the united boris johnson that is country, United Kingdom, former Foreign Secretary Boris Johnson, in that order. Um, he has dashed off one of his newspaper columns for which he gets paid bizarre amounts of money in which he's made uh, some just, I don't know, just unfunny and uninteresting remarks about women in burqas. There has been a certain amount of uproar by way of response. Is that fair enough? Should he apologise, be rebuked, um, made to wear sackcloth and ashes, clang a bell, that kind of thing?
1: Well, I think he should definitely apologise, and but I it- Part of me really thinks he's played off exactly as he wanted to. Uh, he made his comments knowing exactly the reaction it would provoke.
0: Think or, Boris Johnson thinks things this far through?
1: That's the main difference between him and Trump. Uh, I would say that it, that's it. I think he this played out exactly as, as he wanted because probably this is just me saying if he would to run for leader of the Conservative Party now, he mostly will have a backing uh, because of the comments he just made and how you know his because of these exact views. Uh, now, the criticism was more than called for, uh, but I think it was just, you know, throwing something out there to see how people would, in fact, react. Uh, and I, I think, honestly, it played exactly as he wanted. But yeah, overall, I think he should apologise. Um, but, and obviously, should be even more censored for what he said.
0: Uh, he he won't apologise, and yeah, I suspect he won't be. Uh, Daniel, we have also seen this week uh, bloviating snake oil merchant Alex Jones of InfoWars. Uh, canned by Facebook, Spotify, and Apple, though not yet by Twitter. Uh, he is, of course, crying censorship, as these mm-hmm. people always do. We did discuss this briefly on yesterday's program. He, it's, it's not censorship, is it? If someone just basically says to you, you can't come in here. I mean, my argument would be the several billion inhabitants of planet Earth who are not presently participating in this program mm-hmm. uh, are not being actively censored by Monocle24. They're just They're just not here.
2: Yeah, that's true, and I think you made the point on social media as well, uh, that we all have the right to our opinions, but we don't always have the right to a platform. And these websites have clear guidelines, although they've had a lot of problems because they've failed to crack down on what is called fake news, basically misinformation. And when you have someone basically spewing hatred, you don't have the right to do that on a platform. You can shout it from a street corner and and write it wherever it may be published, but you don't have a right to. So we, I think, often fail, and especially uh, the right wing people that are backing Alex Jones in the United States here, they're failing to really understand what freedom of speech is. And I think they misconstrue that all the time.
0: I don't think they misconstrue it uh, accidentally either. No, not at all.
1: Uh, Just uh, I completely agree with what what Daniel just said. But trying to put a perspective of the audience of Infowars for a second, I think is actually quite dangerous because in a way by them being blocked from these platforms... Aren't you just like giving even more reason to these conspiracy theorists? Just to say I, we knew it. They don't want to hear the truth. But, blah, but, blah 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 blah. But, but like it, you can easily see that dialogue. It, it doesn't like, matter. But like, right, in their favor, but, but I,
0: I, th- I do genuinely think once somebody has dug themselves so far down the rabbit hole that they actually do think info wars or anything like it is a reflection of reality. There's there's no reasoning with with them because it's exactly as you say. If you do try to reason with somebody, then you're part of the conspiracy. Yeah, you're in on it.
1: No, and and that's for me why this is even more dangerous than just you know uh, one or two social media platforms deciding not to um, have this content anymore. I mean, even us here at Monocle Twenty Four, as a, a radio station that does podcasts, iTunes and Apple could just turn to us one day and say, hey, we're not publishing you anymore, and that's their decision. They're a private company, and Indeed that's so. and that's where the freedom of speech enters. It's not your right. Given a granted right just because of a private company when you're using that. Uh, but I don't think, as you say, that <laughs> we're able to reason with them mm-hmm. to make that point come across.
3: And I'm tired of people saying, oh, let's give everyone a voice. I mean, I, I hate this culture that we live in today, like, for example, a channel like the BBC. We ha- always have to be, have someone pro and against. Well, I mean, if, especially if you're a private company, which is not the case of the BBC, I think you can, you know, have your point of view and and not necessarily listening to every single voice if it's not if it's something that you don't agree,
1: and also you should do that with some caution, because if you mm. were talking about a certain issue that's you know heated in public debate, if you have of the people on one side and 20% on the other, why do you give 50-50 on air? Mm. And that's what we saw saw during the election, during the referendum. It's like you give the same airtime to people that actually take their jobs seriously mm. to joke candidacies or candidacies that are fueled by hatred and lies. And then you end up with a problem which you know, this Brexit. Uh,
0: Daniel, is there a, a, an argument that, that mainstream uh, broadcasters broadcasters in particular, I think, rather than print outlets, but do need to exercise a little bit more civic responsibility there has been a, a flap in Australia, my home country this week involving the local uh, franchise of Sky News, who have recently gone a little bit fox and have developed um, something of a reputation for this kind of thing, but they put on air, for reasons surpassing understanding uh, a, a, a self styled alt-right agitator called Blair Cottrell, who, as far as I'm able to discern, has a slightly smaller following uh, than some birthday parties I've held, and I don't really have that many friends. But nonetheless, Sky News put him on the air, uh, and there has been actually quite a large backlash. Um, Advertisers have dumped Sky News. They've been forced to apologise and to pull the show on which he appeared. Uh, Victoria's Railways have decided to take Sky News uh, off the televisions on their platforms, though I for one don't understand why they're there in the first place. Um, but is there possibly if we're trying to be hopeful about this just finally, an element of a growing realisation that there's no need uh, for these people who have no real following to be on television. They are just being put on there uh, as 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 clickbait basically.
2: Oh absolutely and I think you see that in the States all the time um, and in Australia. I mean I posed this question uh, on the briefing the other day with Ben Ryland. Why did the TV station even put this guy on who nobody really knew who he was anyways they didn't even try to create a mock debate by having opposing views. They've just put a literal wacko on for no reason. And you have to ask why they would do that. When well, it, it, I, I, yeah. I think the,
0: the answer to that is here we are sitting in a radio mm-hmm. studio on the other side of the world talking about Sky yeah. News Australia.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the repercussions are huge. And what production value that has, what journalistic value that has, I'm not really sure there's any at all. OK, well, let's move along
0: uh, to something completely different and look at Brazil, the voters of which have watched the first debate of a presidential election campaign, which promises to be peculiar even by the present lofty standards of weirdness that Brazilian politics has established. The current front runner in the polls, former President Luiz Inacio Lula da Silva, was not able to take part in the debate because he's in jail, uh, which one might think would be a disqualifying handicap. Uh, that being the case, the focus of the debate was on the charmless Conservative a higher Bolsonaro um Fernando, first of all, I, I think you are going to need to explain to our, our non-Brazilian listeners how it is that you can be leading opinion polls in a presidential election campaign in what is an extremely important and serious country while you are currently doing a stretch for corruption. Well, those
3: uh, 33% are still going to vote for Lula, which makes him the, f- the lead uh, but candidate. he's in jail. He's in jail, but, you know, because they, <laughs> they think that he doesn't deserve to be there. Uh, and and uh, to be honest, actually, it does look out of this world the way this Brazilian campaign is going because uh, I think by the 17th of September Lula can remain the candidate even in jail but I think after the 17th if he's still there and if he doesn't manage to get out of jail what
0: happens if he wins how does he get to his own inauguration
3: but but that's what I say I think by the 17th of of September they will have to go to the vice president Fernando Haddad and it's funny because we have a situation we even have the vice of the vice president just ready in case Lula cannot be the candidate So they have a plan in mind. They, I think, the Workers Party know that Lula might not be the candidate, but they are playing with the, you know, the saint card. You know, so even though he's in jail, I think it it almost counts. Uh, some people say,
0: oh, he doesn't deserve to be there. You know, he's
3: he's like a martyr or something. Well,
0: that was my next question to Carlotto. Is, is it possible that the aroma of burning martyr is kind of working for Lula here?
1: I think he already had a big following before that, but obviously because he's from the same party of. Uh, Uh, the impeached president Dilma um, Dilma Rousseff, a lot of his followers and the followers of the party feel like what was done to her was not fair and therefore they stick with the party. And I mean, Bolsonaro is not, you know, the most charming of candidates if you're on the fence. You know, just last week he was denying that there was even like sla- uh, um, that Portugal even had like a slave trade with Brazil and that that's how most of the Brazilian black population of today got there from Africa saying that that never happened.
0: It kind of did though. Didn't exactly. It? Of yeah. course
1: it did. And it's just like how can you deny something that ha- that is so ingrained in Brazilian culture in everything that the country went through and you have someone in 2018 standing here saying that never happened. That's fake news. Uh, uh, and on top of you know insulting anyone from just be, for being a female for being gay for anything he's just not the most charming person but i mean that's the reason why he's been described as a trump of the tropics even though in a different in a different scale he doesn't have the same backing but you can understand why People were quick to draw similarities.
3: Do you know what was crazy at the debate yesterday as well? Two things were not mentioned almost at all. Lula himself and corruption. First of all, I don't think people wanted to criticize Lula directly because they still want a part of, uh, a share of his vote in case he can't be the candidate. And corruption because everybody is involved (laughs) in some sort of scandal. So if you accuse... One candidate, I'm sure he'll come back with another accusation. So it did look very weird-sounding, that debate Uh, yesterday.
0: I mean, Daniel, are we seeing in Brazil, do you think, a... uh I mean it it's farcical it really is. is is this basically a democracy which which has completely imploded if you if if you end up at the point at which it's entirely possible that theoretically at least they could elect president somebody who is in jail I'm sorry I keep saying it like that but it <laughs> it,
2: it it does kind of blow my
0: mind uh, on
2: corruption charges I think when you get you can't get past the point of having someone in jail on on the ballot if you it can't even get to the, the the part where we're moving past that and having an honest discussion, an honest debate. I don't understand how that is happening in a democracy. I mean uh, there were I believe eight candidates on stage last night for about three hours um, and there was li- little to no substance there at all and as Faye says they didn't criticize uh, Lula they didn't go after any of the real problems. I mean joblessness was the only thing they went after really but there was i mean when you have that real elephant in the room how can you how can you honestly move on with a good democratic discussion
1: and this is not just about you know the president here like i think it's something like 91% of the lower house of deputies is also under investigation for corruption and they've said they want to run again to be fair because they would get immunity if they do so mm. but that, that's
0: that's not what they're campaigning on. No, that's not the slogan. Is vote for me? I don't want to go to prison. But
1: obviously, like what it just shows, if you have like 91 percent of the deputies being investigated in the lower house, it just is. It's not just a case of presidency people that are high up here in the governmental food chain. is is a much bigger problem. I was reading um, some numbers earlier from um, Latino Barometer, which is one of the pollsters in Latin America. And according to recent figures, last, uh, only just last year, 13% of Brazilians, that's the only margin of people that believed in democracy in Brazil. That's the lowest in the entire Latin America. And that just shows how bad things have actually got. Uh, final
0: quick thought on this uh, Fernando can Bolsonaro actually win this thing and how bad could that be?
3: I don't think he can I, I you know I think he's uh, he doesn't know when he's asked about the economy I think he stumbles a little bit but he might go to the second round and then I think whoever goes with him which I have to be fair Andrew, I don't know who is going to be
0: <laughs> Okay well on that indecisive note we will take a short break now you're listening to Midori House with me Andrew Muller, along with Daniel Beach, Carlotta Rabello and Fernando Augusto. Becher. Coming up next, sharks and space, all the greats. How do we make better cities? Places that work for people of all ages and backgrounds and provide the obvious essentials from great transport to perfect places to work, as well as the softer elements that truly deliver quality of life from urban swimming pools to rooftop clubs. Published by Gestalten, the Monocle
3: Guide to Building Better Cities unpacks what makes a great city whether
0: you're looking for a new place to call home or need a little help fixing up your own the latest in our series of beautiful large format books is available later this month find out more at monocle.com shop monocle
2: keeping an eye and an ear on the world
0: You're back with Midori House with me, Andrew Muller. Still with me are Carlotta Ribello, Fernando Augusto Pacheco and Daniel Bache. And we turn now to an imminent rewriting of one of the pub quiz standards. Name all five branches of the US military. Anybody?
2: Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines,
0: Coast Guard. Well done. (laughs) Daniel Bates wins a pint glass full of everybody else's change. Uh, Anyway, there's shortly to be a sixth Space Force. Uh, We've basically done this item because Carlotta was really excited about saying Space Force on the air. So now's your moment.
1: (laughs) Space Force.
2: That's good. That's good. Anyone else want to have a go before I move on? I think Space Force One sounds pretty great. Space Force One? That'll be uh, Trump's rocket.
0: Oh, for heaven's sake. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, uh, it will shortly be the sixth, apparently, branch of the US Armed Forces. Uh, This is inevitably a dearly treasured dream of US President Donald Trump, and very plausibly an opportunity that his administration has seized upon to keep him busy with crayons, designing uniforms and rockets for the next couple of years while they attempt to govern the country. By way of signalling how incredibly serious (laughs) this whole thing is, uh, Trump supporters have already been sent a mood board of potential logos and enjoined to choose one. We, we have we have printouts uh, of, of the six alternatives we have here um, things like this are always a bit of a struggle on radio this being primarily uh, an audio medium but uh, are we especially excited for any of these space force logos I'm kind of disappointed we didn't get stickers these are great <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'd be willing to bet that within days you'll be able to buy them from Donald Trump's website
1: I love how like the first logo so this is like Round, red, with some stars thrown around. Like, it's such a ripoff of Na- NASA's logo. I, like, I, I even actually... has the wings as they do. I thought like, that from was. I, I
0: genuinely thought that was Trump's hair.
1: It's no the the, the NASA the original <laughs> oh, NASA logo. I thought that was the
2: Star Trek has thing. The, has
1: this in red. So like, it's a, such a ripoff. Um, and I mean, overall, all the fonts used, are, like on the design perspective, just seems like a bit a bunch of like clip art put together from like a template on a Word document. Do you know
3: which one I like actually? I think it's quite cheeky. The one that's written Mars awaits.
0: Oh, no. uh,
3: and, and, <laughs> and, and, and it looks like there's a spaceship on top of a Taj Mahal in the middle of a forest. But perhaps that's just my imagination.
0: Yeah, why is the ship blasting off from a pine forest? Yeah. Was,
2: was, was my question.
0: I yeah, that's
1: know. not well, health actually, and safety.
2: I think this would make an ex. Uh, this number six here would make an excellent football team logo. It's the one one that looks like a circus tent, yeah, uh, over over the moon. I don't know. That, that um, must be um, emblematic of Trump, the right? The, the circus the, tent.
0: The top right-hand one, and this will be the second time this week that the name of bygone Australian children's TV favourite Mr Squiggle has come up. But Mr Squiggle, as I was explaining to our <laughs> enthralled listeners earlier this week, uh, was he was from the moon. Uh, was the shtick, but he he had a um, he had a pencil he had a nose shape that was a pencil uh, with which he did drawings. But he descended from Earth in a rocket which had a hole similar to that through which he was able to sort of stash his his nose pencil uh, while in flight, as it were.
1: <laughs> I don't even know N- how. None to of you really know uh, what no, to do no. with no. this information.
0: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sensing. That. I just
1: like going back to Fernando's favorite here—the one Mars Away. It's first like the <laughs> cartoon. Like does it, the, the the drawing doesn't even make sense. You would never launch a rocket from the middle of a forest because it would burn. And seconds like. If the reason of Space Force, according to Mike Pence, and that's a quote, it's the growing security threats emerging in space, what does that have to do with Mars? We know no one lives there. Like, what does that have to do? Is Space Force just going to Mars and it's like we give up?
0: We are striking now while Mars is weak.
1: Oh, unbelievable. They're trying to be trying friendly to with the people me. of
3: Mars. You know they're so anti-immigration. Yeah, don't you guys remember site. Mars attacks? Come
0: exactly. on, we gotta be nice. See, F- Fernando, we were discussing this uh, before we came on here. You're, you're something of a space skeptic. You're, you're not impressed. No, you know I, I just said that I'm not interested in
3: things in, at, in the space, but you know I, I do. <laughs> at, but you know I do like good
2: design. I mean, and, and well, and, this is
1: not it, Fernando. <laughs>
2: Well, as we know, the most important thing when setting up a new agency, especially one that's going to go to space, is having a good logo. So you have to be excited about that. Exactly. No, for that I am excited. <laughs>
0: but but there, there is no imaginable way, is there, that Trump is not going to want to design the uniforms himself?
2: Well, oh, I mean, can't you see this on top of a red Trump hat? That's
0: the most important thing. Again, check his website within about 48 hours. It'll be right there at about
2: $40 plus postage and packaging.
1: Along with the Make Space Great Again hats, like, for sure.
2: But isn't this more emblematic of Trump saying we can do anything we want, no matter how ludicrous it is, and people will back him? Well, maybe.
0: But the thing is, if, if you pursue that, there is actually kind of an echo of John F. Kennedy's original pitch to the American people about sending a man to the moon, at which point literally nobody had any idea how no. that was supposed to happen. And eight years later, they did it.
1: What I love is like Trump's base are the sort of conspiracy theorists that would never believe that a man went to the moon, but then they supported the stupid <laughs> space force. It's like, I mean, how do you put those even two together? Like, either you believe it or not. Like, if you went to the moon, then yeah, okay. We can support Space Force. But you can't be like writing on Info War, saying that was all a conspiracy theory, and then support this. It's just ludicrous. Like, there's no money for a lot of things in the US government, but they have to create this to patrol what? Like, it doesn't, like, stop space. meddling.
0: Space, Carlotta. There's a clue in the name. It's like, it's
1: not enough to meddle in other people's countries. Now they have to meddle in space. It's like, just <laughs> get away. Get away. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> seriously, though, do we do we give much credit to the idea of this ever actually happening?
1: Well...
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it has to happen. I mean, there's everyone that talks about uh, a space race and and what that is, whether it's uh, for security or for military purposes. Uh, Right now, it's mostly in satellites for data gathering. But uh, I mean, going to Mars, I think, you know, we've had the the rovers there. We've explored it before. I think absolutely uh, there will be a time when, when that is reality. I mean, who's going to apply to
0: Space Force, though? It's going to be a lot of guys who play tuba in their school band, isn't it? It's
1: going to be people that were rejected from NASA, and that was for a reason. You're going to have, like, <laughs> the lowest-ranking astronauts on patrolling space. Like it, it,
0: it's, going, it's, it's going to be people who are literally not rocket scientists. Is Elon Musk involved in this at all? Uh, again, give him time. This is. Uh, it, it's, I don't know.
1: It might tarnish his brand, actually. I think he's going to be a wise man to step away from spa- Space Force. And then... the thing is, like, with anything that the U.S. does in history, other countries will follow, like, and are we all going to, like, every country is going to have their own space force? Like, how ridiculous does that even sound?
2: Putin's uh, mailing out his logos uh, to followers um, today, I think. No, they
0: literally are. The Russian embassies around the world have already started trolling everybody on Twitter with their own space force logos.
1: (laughs) I thought uh, there will be a choice on that one. This
0: is this is the world we live exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, in, in in Russia, logo chooses you. Um, uh, Carlotta, before we move on, w- would you like to just say space force one more time?
1: Only if we all say it at the same time. No,
0: it's 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 it's. it's you can all take a turn. I'm
1: okay. Space force. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think uh, Space Force 1 sounds better. We have to have a, a ship, a logo ship.
3: Can I do a sexy one? Please. Space Force.
1: Ooh, look uh, at that. I,
0: I think we may have a winner. Uh, but finally tonight, <laughs> moving along, sharks. Uh, specifically sharks in films, and even more specifically, the sharks in the film The Meg, which looks absolutely terrible. It stars Jason Statham, which is probably all anyone needs to know, but by way of further deterrent, stars Jason Statham as a rescue diver locked in more. Mortal Kombat with a 75-foot prehistoric monster from the deep. It will obviously be total hogwash, but why does humankind's appetite for shark movies remain so inexplicably capacious? Uh, Is anybody going to go and see this? I've seen it already. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Imagine our
0: surprise. And and just to
3: add the fun, I was in an open-air screening On Brockwell Lido and it was raining non stop.
0: So you sat outdoors in the rain and watched this obviously stupid and terrible movie. Absolutely. Why? Because first of all, I'm a bit of a fan of all shark movies around. I
3: gotta be honest, the mag's not the greatest. And I had high expectations (laughs) for it. I honestly I had high expectations. I love Jason Staten, I love a giant shark. But yeah, it was I was I was disappointed by elements of the film, um,
0: by by elements of what like the beginning, middle, and end. <laughs> no, or, or I mean, for example, it's,
3: it's, <laughs> I don't like CGI. I mean, the shark was too big. You know, in but a way, it's
1: going to be a real shark, Fernando. Come no, on, no, I know. But uh,
0: so, so hang on, your your complaint, just so we're clear on this. <laughs> yes. Your complaint about a movie which is about a monster shark is that the shark was
3: too <laughs> big. Yeah, I mean, I want something smaller and animatronics you know like you know,
2: like like other like the majestic shark in the life aquatic it was just nice
1: exactly
0: we don't need a cgi
3: but,
2: but this,
0: I, as i understand it daniel this is, this is not supposed to be about a nice shark no oh there's that part
2: yeah you know there are so many shark movies i realized and looking into this today and Your question, why do we continue to watch them? Why are we continually obsessed with them? I think because they're so darn scary. And it is the fact bigger than life creature in the sea versus innocent, uh, you know, human that can do nothing about it. And they're really scary. They can be quite scary. I remember as a kid... they kill people. Jaws 4, I think the Michael Kane one. Well, there's been four Jaws? Oh, there's yes. been more than that. Many really? more.
0: I mean, I, I know because I checked, because let nobody say I don't research these things intensely. I, I know we're up to Sharknado 6. What?
2: Okay, well, there's another Deep Blue Sea coming out, apparently. I don't, I don't think I've, Deep Blue Sea v- is fantastic. I don't
1: think I've ever watched... A shark movie.
2: You haven't watched the first Jaws. No. You have to watch. So
1: I'll, I'll give you a little
3: lesson after the show because this, as, as as Daniel said, Deep Blue Sea is a fantastic film. But why they do I do want cheesy... to
1: watch a movie where people are eaten by sharks?
3: It depends on the
0: people, in fact.
3: But you can laugh as well. That's the good thing about shark films. They usually have good jokes in
0: it, and the dog always survives. Wow,
1: well, that's reassuring. <laughs> yeah. I mean, d-
0: d- does every would everyone like to nominate a favorite non-cinematic shark? Like, what's your favorite actual sort of shark?
1: The hammerhead shark.
0: Good, good choice. Solid, Daniel?
2: Oh, I was going to take that one. <laughs> I mean, I like the, the tiger shark because they're actually like the most vicious.
3: I was like going to mention shark? the tiger shark. I was going to say they're tiger Brazilian.
2: Oh, well, the whale shark then. Pick that one. I was
0: also going to say the <laughs> whale shark. Carlotta heard me talking about whale sharks earlier. Have you, have you, been, have you been leaking my scripts to Daniel? Maybe. Mm. (laughs) Whale sharks are amazing. They're they're actually the biggest fish. And 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 they are powerful. As I said, you know they kill people.
3: People love using the statistics. Oh, but mosquitoes clearly kill much more. But come on, five deaths of shark. I think they're more relevant than all the
0: other. Has anybody here actually seen a proper, actual live shark, like in the wild, for real?
2: Yes, in Belize, but they were quite small, Uh, like a meter, maybe snorkeling with those that was pretty cool I've seen not very big sharks in Australia
1: Yeah. yeah off the coast of Madeira there's like really small sharks as well I've seen some
3: I have saw, a, a, what's the name of that animal, uh, the ray? The, the rays? And I thought it was They're a not shark. No, it. but I thought it was a shark, and I, I screamed and I ran away from the sea because they had. And, 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 and I was with my father in the sea, so everybody started running
0: shark, shark. But
3: it was, it just was a, a ray. ray. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so,
0: so to sum up, then, three <laughs> of us have seen sharks which were utterly unimpressive and not remotely frightening, <laughs> while you have been terrified by something which turned out not to be a shark at all. None of us at the end of this show are going to get any. Emails from Hollywood producers purchasing our synopsis, are they? Sharks in space, perhaps. Uh, it, I'm amazed that hasn't I already happened. I think we happened. need to
1: have Space Force fighting, invading sharks that want to <laughs> yeah. eat planet Earth because it's the only planet with water where they can live forever. That's my film.
0: It's going to happen, Carlotta. There is literally no no way that film is not going to get made. If there are ghost sharks, I mean, I'm sure... There is no way that film will not get made one day. And on that happy thought, uh, that does bring us to the end of today's show. Fernando Augusto Pacheco, Carlotta Ribello and Daniel Bates, thank you for joining us at Midori House. It was produced by Fernando Augusto Pacheco, researched by Anna Shavetska. Our studio manager was David Stevens. Music next at 1900, The Menu with Marcus Hippie. More on the day's big stories on The Daily at 2200. Midori House returns Monday at the same time. 1800 London. I'm Andrew Muller. Have a great weekend.